Raised to Walk Podcast, Episode 4. Welcome to the Raised to Walk Podcast, where we're walking out the life of faith. Romans 6, verse 4 reads, As Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. And this show is designed to help you do just that. Now here's your host, Carla Alvarez. is going to be a review of the book called Renting Lacey. One part of the Holocaust March of Remembrance Memorial Service, at least here in Houston, is is the testimony of Nazi descendants telling the story of what their parents or grandparents did. And they express their repentance and they also, you know, are seeking forgiveness from the Holocaust survivors and their descendants. And it's one of the most powerful moments in the whole service and it's also one that gets some people a little bit agitated and it's kind of interesting because sometimes with when you are involved in something like that you might think that some of the barriers to people participating might be anti-semitism but we really didn't run into that so much um there may have been a little bit of apathy in part some of the talking to some of the churches about being involved in the march, but the thing that really, if somebody had an issue with it, it had to do with the concept of identificational repentance. And it really, really bothers some some Christians who think that since we're saved by grace, that we don't have to deal with any of the other baggage. So not only is a testimony of the Germans one of forgiveness, but their story is also one of exposing um, of how exposing and repenting of those actions not only set them free personally, but it has transformed their city. So I've, if you go to the Race to Walk website, I have a link to an article that talks about the power of identificational repentance. So what does this have to do with this particular book, Renting Lacey? Um, this past year, we had seven marches in two days in Houston. There were six and Saturdays on communities around the city in the formation of the Star of Davis, David and one in central Houston on Sunday. So 11 Nazi descendants flew in on Friday to speak at the different locations. And on Saturday night, uh, the planning team had dinner with the Germans. So we knew their story, and um, you know they're really warring for change in their community by breaking the silence and exposing what really happened, happened, acknowledging it, and repenting of it. So one of the the people asked Mitch, "So, what does your city have to repent of?" And he replied, well, we have the largest abortion mill in the nation. We're a major hub for human and sex trafficking. And then we went on with the whole list of other stuff that, you know, we have issues with here in Houston. And so, you know, it it got me thinking, you know, our hands aren't clean. And one of the horrors of the Holocaust was not just what the Nazi officials did, but the fact that so few people stood up and said anything. Not only did they not do anything, but they closed their eyes and ignored what was going on. They would sit in their churches and sing louder when the trains would roll by so they wouldn't have to hear the cries and the screams of the people that were being taken to the death camps. 
So, you know, here in the United States, Texas is actually considered um, is one of the main major destinations for victims of human trafficking. And according to statistics, in 2008, 38% of all calls to the National Trafficking Resource Center hotline were dialed in Texas. And between 2001 and 2006, the total number of persons prosecuted for human trafficking in the United States tripled. In the same period, the number of persons prosecuted for sex slavery increased four times. So it's a, it's a major deal, and this is what's going on today, like today, literally today in the city of Houston. At the 2006 Department of Justice National Conference on Human Trafficking, the Interstate I-10 cor- Corridor was identified as one of the main routes for human traffickers. Two cities along the I-10 Corridor figured prominently as centers identified with a particularly high level of human trafficking, El Paso and Houston. So if you ask somebody to explain what human human and sex trafficking is, the odds are that they would describe it as either something happening in another country or a rare case of citizens of foreign countries being brought into the U.S. However, that's just not the case. So while the exploitation of individuals in what is essentially slave labor does primarily happen in the U.S. with illegal aliens, sex trafficking is just as likely, it's just as likely to happen to girls and women born and raised in the U.S. So these could be your daughters, your nieces, your neighbors, kids that your your kids go to school with. And just as in Nazi Germany where this labor camps, death camps, and brothels with four sex slaves were in every single town in the country. Sex trafficking is everywhere. And here's another quote. A perception exists that only foreign nationals are victims of human trafficking in the United States. Arrest and prosecution records show that to be false. Significant incidents of domestic human trafficking occur within Texas in addition to movement of victims through Texas to other states. And that quote is from human tra- the report Human Trafficking in Texas, More Resources and Resolve Needed to Stem Surge of Modern Day Slavery. And that was by the Texas Advisory Committee to the United States Commission on Civil Rights from August 2011. So just this week, the FBI executed one of the largest raids of sex trafficking, rescuing over 100 children. Over 260 agencies were involved nationwide. It doesn't just happen in the big cities. Here's a quote from the article reporting on that raid. The FBI launched a 72-hour nationwide operation targeting pimps who prey on children, an undercover mission that rescued 105 teens ranging mostly in age from 13 to 17 years old, with the youngest victim being 9 years old, said authorities, authorities said on Monday. 9 years old. Can you believe that happens in the United States? And we think about that in you know third world countries that have such disrespect for children. And this is in the United States. It's crazy. So... Going back to the book, The Renting Lacey is a fictional story based on actual experiences that girls and women exploited by sex trafficking experience. If you read it imagining it happened to a daughter or somebody you care about, it's both sickening and frightening. But I think it is a book that anyone with a daughter, a niece, or has a young girl they care about should read. 
It isn't just something that happens other places or to other people. It can happen to you. The main character in the story is Lacey, a prostitute in Las Vegas. Manipulated into sex slavery while preteen, at the opening of the story, she is the right-hand person for her pimp, Bobby, and his group of women. She's in the process of helping him break in a new recruit. And the story follows the downs, the bottom outs, and the dangers of their life. The people that try to help them, the men that take advantage of them, and for some, their tragic ending. It's just a snapshot of their lives, and it gives the reader a glimpse of how they got there and what they go through. So the movie Pretty Women may have launched Julia Roberts' career, but I think it created a glamorized and distorted view of prostitution. The concept that kind of comes through in the movie is that it's not that bad for the prostitute and they enjoy it. The Johns aren't really sleazebags. They actually mean well. And this is a quote from a child victim, and they give some actual excerpts of people that have been through this. The first 20 or so times were the hardest. Then you sort of get used to it, and you don't think as much about it. And this was a former sex trafficking victim from Kansas City, Missouri. The predators, the pimps, prey on girls who have broken relationships with their families. Girls without a father at home or who have one that is abusive are particularly vulnerable. They set themselves up as a knight in shining armor, the one that will take care of them, and they position themselves as the main influence in their lives. They encourage division with the girl's family and try to separate her from them. And once a girl is separated from her support system, the abuse, manipulation, and pressure into prostitution begin. They don't start out because they want to say to themselves, hey, I want to be a whore. Often they think they are helping the, the one person who loves them. Here's another quote uh, given in the, in the rent, Renting Lacey book from someone who actually came out of it. I met this guy and he said he was going to take care of me. And she was trafficked in Atlanta, Georgia. Then begins a downward spiral of abuse, shame and drugs, which leaves them feeling so damaged that they feel like they can never fit into normal society again. There are a completely different set of rules in that world, one they have to learn in order to survive. Transitioning out of it can be a long and difficult process. And Renting Lacey Star, one of Bobby's new girls, is rescued by her grandmother who attempts to bring her back home. Star feels so disconnected from her grandmother and the world that she grew up in that she runs away and rejoins her pimp. That's another similarity I saw between victims of sex trafficking and those who survived the Holocaust. The abuse that they suffered distorted not only their view on the world making them unable to trust others, but also their view of God. Reading the story of the lives of those who have experienced sexual abuse, anger at God for allowing it to happen is a very common theme. The founder of Heaven's Armies of Resources expresses this in the recounting of her experiences and her journey to God. Many of the Holocaust survivors I have heard or have spoken to have said the same thing. They really don't want to have anything to do with them. Uh, The destruction that's been done is on multiple levels. And this is a quote from a Texas investigator on sex trafficking. It's hard for me to believe how the biggest free country in the world can have the most slaves in the world. 
So the attitude of it's not my problem is exactly the one that allows sex trafficking to continue and grow. It both ignores the victims and gives the perpetrators a pass. And this is a quote uh, from the Human Trafficking Report in Texas that I quoted earlier. Mary Lee Hoffley, who has worked extensively with victims of human trafficking, said that identifying victims is the greatest obstacle to combating trafficking because victims are so isolated. Victims are most often found through law enforcement entities and brought to shelters like Safe Haven. Otherwise, the victims do not connect to services because they are so completely isolated. Traffickers threaten them so that the victims believe the fear of what would happen if they leave is greater than the fear of what happens if they stay. The perpetrators are not only the pimps, but also the johns that purchase the services. When we joke around about it or dismiss their actions, that encourages it. On Monday, a bill was introduced to Congress that would punish those who buy sex rather than punishing the victims. And this is a quote from... This is a quote from the announcement of that that bill. It says, Bipartisan and Bicameral Coalition introduces legislation to end sex trafficking demand. It was published by Ted, Congressman Ted Poe's office. So today, in, today, U.S. Senators John Cornyn, a Republican in Texas, and Amy Klobuchar, a Democrat of Minnesota, along with Representatives Ted Poe, Republican in Texas, Carolyn Maloney, a Democrat in New York, Kay Granger, Republican in Texas, and Rick Nolan, a Democrat in Minnesota, introduced the Bipartisan and Bicameral End Sex Trafficking Act of 2013. This bill will eliminate human trafficking rings by targeting the criminals who purchase sexual acts from these organizations and ensuring that they are prosecuted as human traffickers. The laws need to focus on punishing the perpetrators, but the other part is that we as individuals need to care about and be invested in our community. The reason so many girls stay trapped is because they are so isolated. People don't pay attention and sometimes don't even care. The world's motto be, may be, mind your own business, but as Christians, that isn't supposed to be ours. James one twenty seven says pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. So if we see something in our pro- in front of us, it's our business. It is our problem. Also, First John four eight: Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. And First John four twenty: If anyone says I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God who he has not seen. And also Proverbs 21.12 Don't excuse yourself by saying, look, we didn't know. For God understands all hearts and he sees you. He who guards your soul knows you knew. He will repay all people as their actions deserve. So if you'd like to read more information about the book, uh, links to the book as well as a list of the resources that I mentioned here and the source articles for some of the quotes, you can go to raisetowalk.org forward slash P4, and that will take you to this episode article page. So I'd just like to end this with a prayer. Lord, thank you for all those who see what needs to be done 
and steps forward to do us. Let us all who are called by your name be just filled with such a love for those who are broken and who are lost and who need deliverance, who need to be rescued. Just show, open our eyes so that we can see it, Lord, and let us be filled with boldness and that that we know that it's it's our job to make a difference. It's our job to make us make a change, Lord. And help us just to be that change and to help those in need. And we ask this in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Raised to Walk podcast. We'd love for you to continue to walk with us. So head over to raisedtowalk.org slash news to get free updates. Have a blessed day and we'll see you next time. Thank you.